Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
All right, welcome to the digital meet and greet. And uh, this is the digital meet and greet for R&B singer Ebony Archer. The song you just heard was Goodbye from Ed- Ebony Archer. I'm some guy named Jay. And again, this is the digital meet and greet for Ebony Archer, a.k.a. the Ebonizer. So let's go ahead and bring on everybody. Let's go ahead and bring on the host, JT. How you doing, JT? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Jay? Great to be back. Another digital meet and greet. It's going to be epic, man. Yeah, it sure is. I'm ready. Yeah, ready to, to, to connect people with Ebony Archer. You say and the Ebonizer? On... That... Yeah. But if we're saying it wrong, okay. you'll let us know when we put it on the air. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and bring on the organizer right now, Ebony Archer. Hey, 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 how you doing? Good evening. We're doing well. Yeah, just doing a show. Hey, dope track. Yeah, yeah. dope track. <laughs> You guys hear me now? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we we can hear you. Okay. All right, cool. I'm excited. Thank thank you definitely. I appreciate this opportunity. So I'm definitely excited about everything. So shout out to you. Shout out to you guys. Definitely appreciate it. Definitely. Appreciate shout out that. to you. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, so let's get it cracking. Sounds cool, good to cool. me. Ebony, um, first of all, welcome to the digital meet and greet. Make me all about you tonight. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You started off with a, with a dope track. Um, you know what I'm saying? At the top of the show, uh, way to break the ice, the whole nine yards. Um, tell us a little bit about, about the track that we heard at the top of the show. So uh, it's funny because I always say that this song was on accident. And I say this is about maybe two years ago. Um, I was in a studio session. My friend was having a studio session. And he was playing this beat. So originally he said this was a gospel record. And I was like, there's nothing gospel about this record. I said, it sounds like a babyface record, like something that he would write. And he was like, yeah. okay, okay. And so I said, let me write some to it. When I kept listening to it over and over again, I kept hearing the words goodbye. And I, I heard the hook. So I went to record that, and I wrote the song that night. And I recorded it, came back, finished the recording. So this song, you know, I recorded this song for two days. And it just, you know, and I forgot about the song. And then one of my friends, uh, Ken Cashman, um, he was over the DJ pool, and he said, man, you tripping. You, you got released this song. And I said, man, this has been the archives. And ever since then, I released it. I officially re-released it this year, and I have been getting so many reviews about it. But, you know, the whole thing about the song is not a depressive song. It's actually, you know, how you be in those relationships, and you know you need to say goodbye, but you never get the strength or you know, never get the courage to say goodbye. 
this is what the song is. It's like, man, I finally say goodbye because you, you've been, you know, get, you know, pulling me through the most, and it's like it's toxic. So it's time for me to say goodbye. And so that was just the whole story behind it. It's like, man, something that started something else turned into something great. So I'm definitely proud of the record, and I'm, you know, definitely excited to see people react the way people react to it. And, you know, it's just awesome. Uh, definitely. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The track is sonically delicious and you know what I'm saying, of course you got a purpose in the in the method behind the madness, so to say. So, uh wasn't no accident about this track. I mean, you definitely did your thing, so kudos on that. Um, I excuse my rudeness. Um, tell our audience here at the digital meet and greet about yourself. I just jumped right into the song, but tell them a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, who Ebony Archer is and, and, and um what inspired you to start making music and doing and putting out the dope tracks that you're putting out? Okay, so um, I've been singing since forever, since the age of four. You know, I started in the church, um, and from there I uh, joined Walt Women the Soul Children. I was about seven or eight, and I got my a lot of my experience through the Soul Children. You know, singing with stars like Lana Adams, Celine Dion, and, you know, just it, it just really taught me the the back end of being an artist or being a professional musician. Um, it's a lot of work that goes into it. And so I learned a lot from Mr. Whitman. I learned a lot from my experience there. And then when I got too old and they kicked me out, um, I started to do my own thing. It's just been a journey. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, as an artist, you know, it's hard, especially when you're independent. Um, when you don't have a major label backing you. But, you know, I just kept pushing. And, you know, two years ago I decided to start my own label, which is Music of All Records. And my whole thing is I just want to bring back real music where you feel something. You know, nowadays, like, music music used to tell a story. You know, when you listen to, you know, whether it was gospel music, whether it was R&B music, whatever it was, soul music, you felt that. You know, it told something. You, you know, like you could relate to it. Nowadays, it's everybody got the same beat. You know, nobody's really putting a thought into what they're creating. And I just feel like music could touch people. You know, it could change people's lives. And so for me, I want to bring that true R&B. You know, the R&B where they used to sing up in the rain with those videos. You know, it wasn't an R&B video until they were singing up in the rain. You know what I mean? So it's just like I just wanted to bring that true R&B sound back, that true music. I just want people to feel something and be able to relate to it, you know. And so that's my whole goal is just just bring it back, you know, that real good music that everybody's been asking for. Amen, amen. Thank you for being the difference. Thank you for bringing back real (laughs) music. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you realized that there was a void there and you just came right in and injected, um, you know what I'm saying, good music, music that you can listen to the whole, you know, to the whole, you know, uh, you know, CD, track, EP, EP. You can listen to it all and you can you can jam off of it. It, it inspired, it tells a real story. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that because it's been so missed. It's been so missed. Um, what are some of the other artists that um, inspired you? I know you talked about the group that you came up in, but who are some of the other artists that, you, that inspired you, you know, along the way um, as well? I love Tony. I love Tony Braxton. I love Tony Braxton, and I love Whitney Houston. Like, those are my two favorite singers. Um, you know, when I 
I first fell in love with Whitney's voice because, you know, Whitney had a voice. It didn't matter. She could sing ABC. Maybe had a little lamb. It was just a voice. And I said, when I grew up, <laughs> I want to be just like her. I want to sing just like that. But when I got older, yeah. I seen like the tone of my voice start changing. And so I started appreciating Tony Braxton. And so I really started to really study Tony. Um, but they've been major influence, you know, um, you know, you can't look. I'll fight you over Tony and Whitney any day. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely like influenced me. And you know, of course, like any uh, any old school artist. You know, Stevie Wonder. I love Stevie Wonder. Um, you know, I like I love Gladys Knight. Like any any type of old school artist because vocally, you know, I can learn from them. You know, and it's just yeah. man, if you want to be great, you gotta learn from the great, so you can become one of the greats. You know. So yeah, any you, you know, do. any type of old singer, uh, I you know study them, but definitely Whitney and Tony. True indeed. Um, let me ask one more question. Um, what would be a phrase um, that you would use to describe yourself and your music? How would you How would you describe it if somebody asked you, you know, what I'm saying about Ebony, you know, Ebony Archer's music? What would you say? What would be the phrase that best describes? your music as a whole? I would say innovative and unique. And I say that because, you know, as an artist, I think now as artists, we've, we forgot to really, that unique factor. You know, when back in the 90s or the 80s, you could tell Mary J. Blythe from the ride Carey from Whitney, from Aaliyah. They all had a unique sound, or a unique style, or a unique factor. And I think nowadays artists, we just so concerned about having a hit that we're not looking like, okay, what makes you unique? And so for me, you know, when I come out and even with this album that I'm working on, I just want it to be unique. I just want the sound to be totally different. So when people hear it, they know it's me. So I'll definitely say it's innovative and unique, most definitely. What goals What goals do you want to accomplish with this next um, album, with this album coming out? What message do you want to, you know, get out to your fans? And ultimately, where do you want to, where do you want to see your career go? What, what do you want to um, see happen? Shoot, I want to win a Grammy. That's what I want. I want a Grammy first and foremost. <laughs> so no doubt, definitely. No doubt. Uh, yeah. Uh, with this album, it's uh, it's basically yeah, Grammy. And uh, I, I just believe. <laughs> This album, and I'm not not saying it because I'm doing it. I just believe this album is very personal because I've done EPs and singles in the past, but this is my first actual full-length project, like full album. So it's definitely dear to me, and I'm putting all my soul into this album. I really think people going to be surprised with this album because it it just, like I said, it's very innovative, unique. You know, I don't uh, limit myself as far as, you know, writing. And so for this, I just want this album to touch people because, you know, the songs and stuff uh, that I read it is close to heart, and I feel like um, people be able to relate to it. And that's the thing. Like, I want to write things that people can relate to, and so when they listen to it, they can apply it to their situation and be like, hey, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, she went through that, but look at her icon, you know? So, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. believe, I'm speaking it, that this album will give me a Grammy. So yeah, that's my my first main goal. Yeah. Man, claim it, claim it. Um, let me ask you one more thing: your visuals, videos. Have you had any thoughts or concepts 
come to mind uh, what you want to bring to life in that? To the videos? Yeah, for, you know, any um, your song, um, if you had any new visuals or anything that mm-hmm. you want to bring, you know, to bring the song out even more, anything that you think, and I'm trying to get it inside your head to see what the thoughts are so we give the people a sample of what's to come. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first, um, with this album, it's going to be a visual album. It's, it's actually going to be like a scripted type of video series that I'm doing with the album. So it's going to be dope. Okay. It's going to be dope. I want people to pay attention to that. It's a different concept. So I want to give it to, I don't want to give away too much, but it's definitely going to be like a visual concept behind with the album. Um, it's kind of similar to what Beyonce did, but just a little bit, took a little bit further. Um, so um, definitely I want people to check that out. And um, meanwhile, I did a cover to Tony Braxton. I dropped that video maybe two weeks ago. It already has like maybe twenty six thousand views already, um, and I did a cover to "Unbreak My Heart." Um, so I'm just like dropping things as the, the album. The album's gonna be released January twenty third, so I'm gonna be dropping visuals just so people can know what to expect when my full project come out. Awesome, awesome on so many different levels. Um, I'm gonna take the time in the middle of the show to tell people where to go in order to check those visuals out and to check out anything that you have, you know, coming out and get updates on what you have, you know, forthcoming. Okay. Well, first, you can definitely cop my single, Goodbye. It's on all major platforms, anywhere you buy music. So if you're streaming on Tidal, Spotify, you buy Google, Google Play, Amazon, whatever you buy music, listen to music, make sure you cop that single, Goodbye, Ebony Archer. Um, uh, you can definitely visit uh, – my website, I'm the ebonizer dot com. Uh, you can see my visuals, my YouTube YouTube page, uh, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at I'm the Ebonizer. Uh, you can definitely check that out. I'm always dropping new visuals every week, and so yeah, just make sure you follow me on all social media at at I'm the Ebonizer, or you go to my website at I'm the Ebonizer dot com. Cool. I wanted to get that out the way. We're going to go back over at the end of the show, but I'm going to kick it to my man, some guy named Jay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, for anybody that want to talk to the Ebenizer yourself, you're welcome to. I know there's a lot of people listening tonight, but we definitely need y'all to call in and network. This is a digital meet and greet. That's what we do it for. We don't do this show just so we can talk to each other. You know, we also do it so we can talk to y'all. So it's a meet and greet. It's not a it's not a sit there and listen to Ebony talk. It's a meet with Ebony. So if you're a producer and you got some beats and you want her to hear it, call in. If you're an artist and you want to collaborate, call in. If you're a promoter that want to book her for a show after the COVID-19 or, you know, after the pandemic and you want her to come on out and, and rock the crowd, call on in. That's what it's for. It's a digital meet and greet. All right? And uh, that number is 929 929- Four seven seven three eight seven two, and then press one. That is, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or something like that. Again, that phone number is nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two, and then press one. All right. And if you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press one, and we'll bring you on. All right, we got a caller. Caller in the three one five 
439. You're on the air. Who is this? Um, this is J.O. Um, I got a question. How you doing today? J.O., how you doing? We got to we got to do a proper intro, man, for that. Uh... <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, I got a question, Ebony. So I missed a little bit, so I just tuned in. Um, can you tell me a little bit, a little short, little paraphrase of your backstory? Can you, can you repeat that? You said my back. You said my backstory. A little, a little, a little details about yourself as an artist and person, just in general. Uh, well, I um, well. <laughs> It's funny, you know, when me, this a backstory of me personally, I, uh, you know, I had both parents growing up, and I always say that because it's very important, um, because a lot of my friends that I grew up, grew up with didn't have that, and so, you know, I'm definitely here today because uh, I didn't, we didn't have it easy growing up, you know, I, and the book that I'm, I'm, I'm writing, um, I talk about, you know, my trials and tribulations, you know, of being homeless and just going through those different things. Um, but one thing that I can say, I had a backbone, you know, me and my family, my siblings, my parents, we always stuck together, and that's why we have a strong bond. And I know for me, you know, being a black woman in this industry, it's hard. You know, you being young and black and, you know, with this whole, the way that the industry paved us to be, it's extremely hard, you know. And so for me, I grew up in church. You know, I had that faith background. And so I always allow God to, you know, guide me. Um, but I just had a solid foundation, you know, at the end of the day, like no matter what I went through or, the, you know, whatever things that I faced, you know, I always had like that faith background that I could fall onto, you know, as my shield as well. So, you know, I definitely want to be here because trust me, if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be. You know, I'd probably be, <laughs> I don't know where I'd be, you know, so. I, it, it, my background is definitely solid, you know, just my belief and faith in God and knowing that even though, especially during this crazy time of COVID, you know, my faith has really just been bringing me through a lot. So most definitely that. Okay, okay my next question is, what made you want to do a visual album? I feel like people will understand it better. You know, I, I'm I'm a writer at heart, so I'm a creator and I just felt like, look, this is my first album. I'm going hard, right? <laughs> so it's just I feel like I wanted people just to see because I'm a visual person. So y'all have the album. I said, would it be? It'd be kind of if people can actually like kind of see what I was going through when I was writing these songs, or maybe see the situations I went through when I wrote this song. And I feel like it'll be it'll just get it'll just heighten or just make the album better if people can see something, you know? And so that was my whole point. I like, man, we got so many great songs on this album. Why not put a visual to it? Okay. Another question I got is that, do you still feel like that, would you have an advantage of growing up with both parents in the household? Do you feel like you could able to take a different, take a different course if you didn't have both parents in the household? That's a good question. Um, uh, just because, you know, just the type of people my parents are, um, I know if they wasn't together, I know they both would still have been my life, you know. Um, 
And so I just think that, you know, my mom, I have a great dad, I have a great mom. So I think I'll still be, fo- I'm just a focused person, period, you know. And so for me, like I, even though I had two parents in a home, we still went through things, you know. I still had my own demons that I had to battle. So for me, I'm just focused, period. Like no matter like what comes my way, I'm still, nobody's going to tear me off of what I want to do because I'm stubborn. So I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. It don't matter what people tell me, mm-hmm. you know. If I ain't going to do it, I'm not going to do it. So I just feel like, you know, even if my parents wasn't together, I feel like I've still been doing what I'm doing. Okay, my last question is, what do you have, um, how do you feel about police brutality as a, as, a, as a black woman? I feel like my grandma told me this, history is repeating itself. You know, I, I think that... Uh, it's troubling to see because every time I think of that, I think about my brothers. I think about my dad. You know, I think about my uncles. Like, what if that was my family member that died? And even, like, with um, uh, just the recent events, like how these black men are dying, like, it troubles me because I have great black men in my life. And so it, every day, like, here I'm in Chicago, and so I work with the communities as far as the conversation of, of what can we do to prevent this? What can we do to bridge the gap between black men or um, in the police? What can we do? And so it's always an ongoing conversation. Of how can we change the narrative of what's been going on? Because it's not like this is just happening. This has been happening for years. And I just feel like everything's repeating itself. It's like a cycle. So how do we break this cycle? How do we break this change of events? And so for me, I – like I said, I'm active in the communities here in Chicago and just people across the nation just trying to figure out what can we do to change this narrative and to stop seeing innocent black people dying because of the hand of the police. So it's something that I'm very passionate about, and I'm just doing everything I can to bring about change in regards to that. Okay, the last thing I'm going to say is I also have a podcast. If you like, we can maybe connect. We can connect with have you come on the show. If you got any platforms you want me to come up, we can do vice versa. I would like to network with you, and I feel like, you know, we can, we can work together and make something happen. Oh, most definitely. I definitely love to do that. Most definitely. Yeah, much, much appreciated. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Oh, yes, definitely. J.O., thank you for calling in. Let me go ahead and throw them claps back on it for you. Uh, yeah, J.O., yeah, you yeah, we definitely have to set something up, uh, you know, for you to, you know, get Ebony on your podcast. That's what we're going to do. So uh, also for other podcast hosts that's listening, tuned in, and you want to get the Ebonizer on your show, just call in. We'll make it happen. This is what this is for. The digital meet and greet is for networking. It's for, you know, hey, well, I got this going on. You got, what do you got going on? Can we hook up? Can we get together? This is what it's for, you know, so uh it's not, you know, I know some people get confused. I did Blacktopia a while back where we had topics where you listen to them. And, you know, and you, you, this is not that. This is not where you sit around and sip your coffee and go, oh, that's interesting. No, you call in and you talk. That's what this is for. All right? Uh, J.O., I still actually got your line, mic open. Uh, you don't mind. Do you want to hang out with us for a while? Oh, no, I don't mind. I'll stay, I'll stay tuned. I'll hang out with you guys. Okay, definitely. Just mute your phone if you get any background noise. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to pop in and out. 
Before I pass the mic back to JT, I just want to say, if there's anybody listening in on a link or a third-party website or an app or anything like that, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1 and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Ebony Archer. If you are streaming from your phone already, if you've already dialed the number, all you have to do is just press 1 and we'll bring you on. And uh, and I know some of y'all get confused when y'all dial the number and y'all thinking, no, you have to press 1. You know, you I can't, we can't hear you. We can't, you know, it's none of that. So it's not, it's not a conference line. It's a blog talk radio thing. So you got to, you got to press one. Okay. Let me pass the mic back to JT. And, uh, and again, if anybody wants to, you know, call in, just come on. We need to network. All right. JT, here you go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> this is the meet and greet. That's what it's all about. Ebony, let me ask you this. How do we change the narrative as far as female females getting more respect in the industry. What do you think needs to happen in order for it to balance, to get a better balance in, you know, than what is this? Because it hasn't always been a balance. And in your, in your opinion, how do we change that narrative? Oh, well, first of all, we got to respect ourselves. You know, we, we don't, we fall into, I, I believe like uh, we do things because we feel like we have to. We feel like if we don't, Cardi B says this. She said, when I was putting out some real stuff, nobody want to hear it. When I was now, but when I put out ratchet music, it went on the charts. And I'm like, man, she's right. Like, because when we feel like when we ourselves as artists, nobody really checking for that. So when we out here being slutty, being ratchet, you know, showing off our bodies, it's like that's what the industry wants. So because that's what the industry wants, that's how I'm going to perceive myself. But, like, most of these female artists, they don't want to be doing that, but they feel like they had to do it because that's what sells. So I said, first, if we want to change the dynamic, we got to change that ourselves. Like, if we don't want people to perceive it that way, then don't fall into that stereotype. Other than that, they're going to keep perceiving us and, you know, putting us out like this is what it is, and it's not. That's not reality. You know, I that's not the average black woman. The average black woman, all, we, all of us not mad, angry black woman, and we don't support our men, and we do. It's not like that. But because of what the media says we are, black women always, you know, we always get the, <laughs> we have it hard. You know, no matter what we do, what we wear, you know, it's always the issue. So I just feel like, first of all, like, let's not fall into the trap. Let's not accept that stereotype. But let's change the narrative. So in order to change it, we got to change ourselves instead of accepting what they give to us. That makes sense. So. It definitely makes sense. So let me ask you this: Why, why are, why is it more criticism when a female artist is outspoken? Why is it perceived as attitude and 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 you can't, you know, you can't approach them and they, they you know, when you know, majority of the time they're just being real. You just get the real answer and you're not really, you know, saying it ain't what you want to hear. So why is that stereotype, you know, out there like that as well? That's the angry black woman syndrome. All black women are angry. That's why. Every time we try to speak the truth or make a statement, we angry. But, you know, but it's not that. We just, it's most of the time we defended ourselves. You know, it's like the same thing with hair. Man, I want to wear my natural hair one day, but one day I might wear a wig. Oh, you, man, you don't like your natural hair. I'm like, no, I just want to change it up. You know, it's just every time we do something, it falls back like, oh, man, this angry black woman syndrome. Like, we all suffer for it. 
from it, you know. And so that's what I think it is. It's just like, like I said, it's this whole stereotype of all black women are angry and, and stressed out when that's not even the case. So I just think that's it, angry black woman syndrome. Yeah, no doubt. To getting straight, you know, you're dropping, you're dropping gems tonight in this interview. I mean, if you're listening, man, there's a lot of wisdom being dropped. Um, let, let me let me change up the uh, the subject for a minute. And ask you this: What artist would you want to collaborate with? If you could collaborate with any artist that's in the industry right now, who are some of the people that you want to do a song with? Ah, you know, I love. I, I always said that I wanted to do so old school. Definitely Tony. That that's just my ideal. Um, as far as newer artists, I like her. I do like her. Um, Definitely Alicia Keys. Um, I like J. Cole. I like I like J. Cole. I like his wordplay. So if I had to work with a hip hop artist, it'd be J. Cole and Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott is another innovative artist. Like she was just so I grew up on Missy Elliott and I love her videos. I'm like, man, who would think of that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? So I just feel like yeah. she's very creative and innovative. So I said definitely like Missy, I like I gotta do something with her, you know. But um yeah, those are like the top of my head. You know, definitely Missy, uh, definitely Tony, J. Cole, her, you know. But it's a lot of great artists. It's a lot of great artists out here, too, that's doing their thing. So I'm willing. Like, if you're, you're a dope artist, you want to collaborate, I'm willing, and I'm ready to work. Yeah, that's my attitude. No doubt. And uh, let me ask you this. In the creative process, if somebody is trying to get in the industry, what would be your advice in order to – what what would be some of the top things that you would advise them on as they're coming into it and, and trying to make music and trying to start their career? What would you tell them are some of the challenges that you face that you can advise them on? First, learn the business. Learn the business. That I mean, before you even put out a song, because people think you go to the studio, record a song, put it out, that's it. Know the business, learn the business, become the business, because nowadays it's, 90% business and 10% talent. It's all about who you know. So you definitely want to make sure you know the business, make sure you know about your royalties, make sure you register your music correctly, you know, make sure you read the contracts, just don't sign contracts. So you, we, we've seen it plenty, like Magda Stallion situation. You know, she didn't read the contract, and she was signed with two labels yeah. at a time. You, know, you definitely want to make sure you read a fine print. If you don't understand the contract, go get a lawyer, get somebody that understands what you're signing. Because you don't want to sign something and you stuck to it. So you definitely got to know the business. If not, you could be the most talented artist out here. But if you don't know, if you're not top of your business, your career won't go anywhere. So that's, I, I definitely, I, that's something I had to learn. You can't trust everybody. Just know your business and stay on top of it. How important, how important is ownership as far as owning the right, you know what I'm saying, to what you create? How important is that? It's very important because you want the money. I don't know about you, but I like money. I want all my money. So because of that, I want to own it. You know, owning your masters is definitely important. And I think that's the benefit of being independent yeah. because even though it takes more money at the end when it does pop off, I own it. Nobody owns it. I don't have to worry about going to the label, asking for right for my masters. I own it all. So it's for me, it's very important. I think any artist, you know, I know every artist might not want to get independent, but like I said, read the contracts. Make sure that you own ownership. What do you own? What did the label own if you signed to that? Like, you really got to be on it because you don't want to be like, obviously, in the past, so the label owns everything and they didn't get no money. 
So it's very important. Yes, indeed. Uh, before we uh, go back to the phone lines, let me ask you this: In your opinion, who was an artist that that you was that you feel was overrated? And we can go in that era of uh, Whitney and Mariah and, and whatnot. Who who was overrated? Oh, uh, well, I feel like a lot of artists today are overrated. <laughs> a lot of them. That's a good um, And I feel yeah. a lot of artists, especially rappers, they definitely overrated. <laughs> um, Back. Who is overrated? Um, man, because I I love all the '90s artists, so I can't even, you know, I love all the '90s artists. Um. Okay, let me let me let me I give you a choice then between mm-hmm. between Faith and Asante, which one was overrated? Asante, don't get me wrong, like Asante, Asante had classic, but just vocally, you know, I just feel like she got on because she was very beautiful, you know. But I just she to me she wasn't the best vocalist. I would say that. I would definitely say that. So to me, like she got hits, so I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I could live without listening to a Shanti album, you know. So gotcha. me personally, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. No. What would you, what do, what do you feel you would bring to the table if you were doing a live show? Why would people? Why would you? What would what would be your thing, your selling point to why you want to check out my live show? What would be dope about your set? That that it would get people to come and see you live perform. Oh, I bring the full experience. Like I have a full man. Like I have dancers. I have uh, like a full, uh, four or five piece band. I have background singers. I I think I actually bring the art of performance back. And I know my uncle was telling me like artists nowadays don't know how to perform. And I'm like, what you mean? He said, back in the days, when you come to a concert, you get a show. You got a band and everything. Nowadays, you go to a concert, they probably have a DJ, so they sing our track. And a lot of times, they say they can't sing or perform. And I thought about that. I said, yeah, just even the standard performances has went down. You know, so for me, I just want to bring back that live band, like that band, the singers, the dancers. When people pay, you pay a $20 ticket, $40 ticket, I want you to leave that concert like, man, that was worth it. So I just want to bring back that live experience back, you know, as well. So. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, and Ebony, I want to add on. To that. Yeah, I want to add on to that as well. Um, it just seems like even regardless of the band or a DJ, it seems like nobody, a lot of the artists don't actually put on a show like as far as like stage for like presence. It seems mm-hmm. like a lot of singers they'll just stand in one spot the whole time mm-hmm. and just sing. Or they'll, or they'll just walk across this. They'll walk back and forth on the stage and sing. And they won't. Like even if you have a DJ instead of a band and y'all playing tracks, that's cool. But at least entertain while you're singing. You know, if, if you feel me. Yeah, I mean because you know why a lot of labels they don't do artist artist development anymore. Now they don't they don't have the money for that. So mm-hmm. all they care about, man, this man. This artist got a hit, got a following. We're going to put money behind it. They was looking at money. But back in the day, like, record labels used to have a, a, an artist development department where I know Whitney, before she came out, they developed her for two years before she even came out, you know? So what happens mm-hmm. is a lot of artists don't go through that artist development, stage presence, 
You know, like I tell a lot of singers, you know, you sing and you can't drink a lot of pop. You can't drink a lot, eat a lot of fried foods. You got to take care of your voice. And a lot of singers don't know that. You got to train, you got to do your exercises. But because we don't have artist yeah. development no more, a lot of artists think they can just go up there, you know, don't take care of their bodies or don't practice and go on stage. And that's what happens. So that's what happens. Like, mm-hmm. artists haven't gone through development. They just go up there and basically wing the performance, <laughs> you know, so. Uh-huh. And I also yeah. want to say, too, that even with the independent artists, you know, that may not be signed to a label that has a, a an artist development, A&R, or any, any type of staff like that, they might just be an unsigned artist that's out there doing their thing, or an artist that's just, you know, maybe signed to a smaller label that doesn't, you know, have the big teams behind them. Even a lot of them, like when you try to give them type of, you know, critiques or advice, they don't want to hear it. They'd rather be boring. <laughs> you know, they'd rather get on the mic and just, you know, they'd rather do what everybody, all the other mediocre artists are doing, you know, as opposed to doing something that stands out, you know? That's true. And like I was saying, like, artists lost their it factor. What makes you unique? We lost that. Because, oh, man, oh, he got that beat. He got a hit. Some of you, I'm going to go to that same producer and do that same type of beat so I can get a hit. It's not about, I feel like a lot of artists don't love music. They're just doing it because they're trying to get on. And that's the difference. When you could tell when an artist really love music, passionate about what they do, you will hear it in their music. You will hear they want to perform, you know, just all around. But when an artist just want to get on, you could tell, you know, it's a definitely difference. Yeah, and as an artist, you should want to know everything about what you do, you know, not just the yeah. part about you want to get uh, to get a deal. Like, I'll talk to an artist, and if you say something like, uh, like, like something as simple as an electronic press kit, an EPK, they'll be like, uh, what's that? Like, you're an artist. You should want to know everything about what you need to know about what you're doing. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's crazy to me. You, you just, you know what it is. But uh, <laughs> before I pass the mic back to JT, I just want to say that if you're uh, streaming from a app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. We have singer Ebony Archer, a.k.a. the Ebonizer, on the digital meet and greet right now. If you're streaming from your phone already, all you have to do is just press one, and we'll bring you on. Um, and you know you get to talk to Ebony Archer. All right, let's see. We got another caller. Caller in the seven zero four nine five six. You're on the air. Who is this? No, I, I was uh, um, um, Jay. Jay invited me to it or whatever. I just listened to her music. She is dope. I like her sound. She's different. I like that. She has that like raspy sound. I like that. She, she's dope. Oh, yeah. I am Jay. <laughs> so how you doing, yeah. Mr. Mr. Cox? Your voice and the way you look sounds totally different, man. Seriously. But um, hey, yeah, I, I, just, I, was, I, was, I was listening to her sing, man. She, I like her sound. I, I definitely like her sound. Indeed, indeed. So that, she's dope. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I was just watching her video on YouTube. I love her sound. But I, I agree with you though. As far as music or whatever, mo- most of this generation here 
everybody is like everybody playing following the leader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. seriously. You I, know what I mean? For, as far as the singers or whatever, I mean, and most of them, when they sing, they off key. So, you know what I mean? But most of the young heads, they just, they just been for the beats and not the lyrics or the quality of the voice. So, you know, they just go with it. That's true. You know, that's definitely true. And like I was saying, like, um, you know, this that love of music is not there no more. It's all about hits and I don't get on and the fame, but people don't, you know, people don't stand all day in the studio no more because now we got technology. You don't have to sing. We can, you know, we can fix you up, you know. So it's just yeah. like people take. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. That, yeah. God knows every, everybody's doing the, um, what is it called, when they change the voice? And I, I can't think Auto-tune. of the name of it right now. Auto-tune. Auto-tune. Everybody yeah. auto-tunes nowadays. Like, you, you, you can't tell if they can sing or not. Because they it's so hard to tune out. They do that and put a beat with it, and they swear they got to hear. I'll be like, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, that's true. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, but yeah, you 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 definitely stand out. Seriously, you you got an old school sound to you. Seriously, I like well, that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, you definitely welcome. Oh yes, true indeed, true indeed. Oh yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, well, a- actually, um, Ebony, tell everybody where where they can listen to your music. So yeah, if you it's anywhere that you buy music, listen to music. So, uh, like I said, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, Amazon, Google Play. Okay. You could definitely cop my single. Goodbye there. Of course, I'm on YouTube, SoundCloud. Okay. Um, um, you know, I'm literally just just type in Ebony Archer on Google, and you'll <laughs> you'll find me everywhere. Okay. So most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely look you up. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely look you up. Oh yes, it. true indeed. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, oh yeah. Also, Mr. Coxon, uh, you you got a lot of things going on yourself. You got uh, you got your book series. You got the uh, you got the soaps. Your businesses. Hey, you're welcome to plug yourself and. Shoot, uh, Ebony may nah, patronize man. you. Nah, well. nah, man, this I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here to support. Oh yeah, well, I'm you know, I just let you see. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, but, but, oh definitely, but I just want to let. Well, well, it's fine if you don't want to speak. I just want to let uh, everybody else yeah. know that you know the purpose kind of the digital meet and greet is for like us to yeah. network. <laughs> You know, uh, not not oh, it's not okay. just I not was, I thought it was an interview for her. I, I am so sorry. I thought it was an interview for her. No, no. Um, I mean it is. Well, no, I mean, before you before you do that, I was gonna say it is an interview for her, but it's more like you yeah. network with her. Like, say, hey, I do like we have like a, maybe a producer or say, hey, I make beats. I want to give you a beat. Yeah. Like, we're trying to connect. You know, <laughs> that kind of oh, thing. Okay, okay, that, that, okay, that's a smart idea. Um, basically, yeah. um, I own a soap company called Lily Gray Soap Company. We do um, soaps, we do lotions, uh, hair tonic, anything. Basically, we basically cater to people with dry skin and eczema, and um, mm-hmm. for the readers, for the readers or whatever. I own Veracity Publishing. Um, we basically cover, you know, like romance, dysfunctional relationships, stuff like that. You know, and we, you know, basically trying to build that brand up or whatever. But 
You know what I mean? Anytime, anytime that Jay asks me to come out and support, I'm definitely going to come out and support. Oh, that's well, congratulations. Make Thank a big moves, business moves. Definitely congratulations. I'm definitely going to, you yeah. know, uh, I definitely like to soak because, you know, I always like to keep my skin hydrated. So, yeah. As a matter of fact, inbox me and I'll send you uh, some samples. Okay. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that. Oh, yeah. And also, also everyone, when you get the samples, uh, shoot, put out a testimony. We wanna, we, that's what that's what we that's what we're all about. Letting people know, yeah, yeah. you know how how to be here. Yeah, man. Just say hey. Yeah, just, yeah. I definitely, you know, I so definitely want honest feedback on my on my product. I definitely want that. Yeah. Def, I'll definitely yeah. do that. Not no problem. Yeah. Yep, I definitely do that. All right, y'all. I'm at work. I gotta jump off. But hey, man, um, great idea. Miss um, Ebony, whenever you get a moment, just inbox me or whatever, and I'll get your address or whatever, and I'll send you some samples. Sounds good. Okay, y'all have yes, a great yes. time. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you, same. Okay. Yes. All right. If we got any more, the call, any more callers on the line, just uh, just come on in. If you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or any of these other ways to listen to the show, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1 and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Ebony Archer, the Ebonizer. Uh, also, if you're streaming from the phone already, all you have to do is just press 1. We'll bring you on. And uh, also, uh, get out of my inbox, y'all. <laughs> and I know some of y'all be like, hey, uh, Jay, uh, ask her if, if she could. No, no, I'm not doing that. You call up yourself, all right? Yeah, the, the number is 929-477-3872 and press 1. Don't be, uh, hey, Jay, uh, I, you know what? I got a show coming up, right? And uh, I want to know if she could if she could uh, open up. No, no, no. You call in, and we that's why we do it. All right, so uh, so let's do that. Let's, let's get them phone lines ringing. Uh, let me pass the mic back to JT. Here you go, JT. Uh, um, Ebony, let me ask you this: Would you um, be interested in doing the verses or doing something a concept close to it? He said, "Like a verses, yeah." I think I've been actually watching the uh, the verses that they've been doing. Um, so it's it's, it's very interesting because sometimes you forget about the hits that these artists have. You know, um, that's true. So yeah, I would definitely want to, you know. Do it, uh, do something like that. Similar, I thought was a very good idea, and it's very entertaining. You know, some some were more entertaining than others, but yeah, I definitely I think that was a dope concept. So, in your opinion, which which one has been the most interesting one uh, that you've watched? Uh you know what? I I just watched a Snoop Dogg and DMX. That was very interesting because I think a lot of people don't get DMX. Even though I think Snoop had, you know, has a bigger catalog, a lot of people don't realize that DMX has some classics too. So that was very interesting to watch. I definitely like Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Definitely love that vibe, uh, that um, versus. But Babyface and Ter- Teddy Riley, that was funny. Like I, <laughs> that was funny. I was like, man, Teddy, like really, like really. So that was that was very entertaining. Um. 
So, if anything yeah. we learned in that one is make sure your sound is right. Make sure you have all that together yeah, before you go extra. live. You was too extra. Like, don't be extra. Just come in there and play your songs, yeah. man. We don't want a whole stage performance. <laughs> yeah, don't so be extra. So what would be your strategy? What would be your strategy in a in a in, in a uh, setup like that? How would you approach that? Um, basically, people just want to hear the music, you know. And I think, like, you know, once I get a catalog, like, bring it, shoot, bring it my toughest hits out, you know, bring it my number ones. Like, uh, I know with Nelly and Lil Chris, with Nelly, I think he did play hit all his hits. You know, I, he plays stuff that we didn't really hear about and stuff like that. So, in the verses, you know, I think you got to play with your 20 hits or something like that. I think you have to play. So, like, you got to yeah. come out swinging. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come out swinging, you know? But, yeah, well, yeah um, that was and, my sh- mm-hmm. And let me, let me give you the example of why we do the digital meet and greet over at Big Wood Radio, who I'm a co-founder of. Um, over there, we we got a concept cooking. Um, uh, your top five, uh, you know, and it can be any five songs that you've done. Um, just doing mm-hmm. a, a thirty minute set where you collaborate with somebody and you come home, you give the backstory, <clears throat> you give the backstory of your song and what is and what inspired it, and then we pay we play two and a half minutes of the song. You know what I'm saying, or two minute mm-hmm. snippet of it, and then you know we move on. You know to the artist that you're doing. And we make it a 30-minute thing, more so like, you know what I'm saying, like Snoop and DMX or some of the ones that have really turned them into best celebrate music. So it's top five <clears throat> celebration of music. And we got, you know, um, the premiere of it coming um, uh, in September. And so, well, in, actually in August. So I asked you that for a reason because I would definitely be interested in having you on when we do the R&B one. Um and uh, really, you know, collaborating and bring that to the table. So please brainstorm on that and think about that okay. and give it some consideration because we would definitely love to have you on board. Oh, most definitely. That should be fun. That's definitely, uh, yeah, that would definitely be fun. Uh, that's going um, be interesting. Cool. And on the strength of that, I want to ask you about Kelly Price. I had somebody get in the digital meet and greet inbox and they said, and I quote, Kelly Price could hang with Whitney Houston. Why would that person make that comment to me, and what's your opinion on that? Kelly, they said Kelly Price can hang, well, vocally? Vocally, yes. They said vocally that, that she can hang with Whitney and that, you know, they should be mentioning the same breath. Uh, so here's the thing. People, Kelly Price could blow. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. So I'm not taken away from her vocal ability. But Whitney Houston just had a gift, meaning that Whitney didn't have to do all these runs. Because you, you know how singers be doing all these runs, oh, ooh, all that. And yeah, yeah. people feel like they have to do all that just to move people. One thing that I always appreciate about Whitney Houston, she didn't have to do it. It was just the tone of her voice. You know, it was just so angelic. Yeah. And I feel like that's why nobody could touch it. It's not about, you know, because people, people even compare Beyonce to Whitney Houston vocally. I say, y'all tripping. Y'all, y'all really tripping. Um, but Two different sounds. She just had that angelic voice. Like, nobody, could t- nobody can touch Whitney Houston. 
You know, like Mariah Carey, back yeah. in her days, nobody can hit that whistle like Mariah Carey. Now, I don't know what she's doing now, but in her prime, nobody, even Ariana Grande or whatever, nobody can hit it because that's her thing. You know, like nobody can sound like Whitney. And that she just had that voice. Her voice was unique. So, you know, now Kelly Price, can she blow? Yeah. Kelly Price did blow. But you can't you can't compare to Whitney. I'm getting tired of so people trying to compare. They compare Jennifer Hudson to Whitney. I'm so tired of people comparing to Whitney. Let Whitney Houston rest in peace and get her props. <laughs> she is good. She definitely was in a category of her own, uh, without question. Yeah. So let me go back let me go back to you. What sets your music, what defines your sound and makes it different from anybody else's, you know, sound? What makes your sound different? Um, I just think, you know, I when I think about my tone, because my music teacher, I'll never forget, my fourth grade music teacher told me when I get older, my tone is going to change. It's going to get deeper. So I started crying because I thought I was going to sound like a man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to sound like oh, a man. Wow. I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know. But um, my tone is different. Like, when I listen to myself now and back when I was younger, I grew into my tone. You know, if that makes sense, like I'm mature, and people say my tone is different. And so that's what I think what made Whitney Houston. I'm not saying I could do all the runs from A to Z or anything like that, but what made Whitney Houston apart was just her tone, the quality of her voice. She knew when to run. She knew when to do certain things. She didn't have to do it all the time, but when she did it, it was perfection. And that's what I want to do. I want my technology, uh, my, my voice techniques to be that trained, you know, that perfect, you know, and I want to create my own tone, my vocal tone. And I think that's what setting me apart is that I just want to create my own. When people hear my my voice, they should know. Like when you hear Whitney's voice, you know that's Whitney. And that's the same thing. When people hear my voice or a song, they know it's me, you know. And so that's what, you know, I'm trying to, and I think I, I, I'm getting towards that, that people just know the tone of my voice, you know. And I think that's what's going to yeah. make me think out. Yeah. That's dope. I like I like that answer and the confidence in that answer as well. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna slide back into the '90s for a minute to ask you a question. If you could, if you had these two options on the table and an opportunity to perform live in one of these uh, venues, which one would you choose? Showtime in the Apollo, or would you make an appearance on the Arsenio Hall show? Oh, that's hard. That's a hard one. Uh, I don't even know. That's a hard one. I love Arsenio Hall because Arsenio Hall had, like, a lot of, like, gave opportunity to a lot, especially, like, black talent. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know? That's a, I, ooh, I can't even decide. I guess I got to do any, any, money more. Um <laughs> I would say the only reason why I would say Arsenio Hall because I respect him so much, and I say Arsenio Hall because I never got to met, meet him. So I would say that, but that's a tough one. That that that's a tough yeah. one. But ju- but just because I want to meet Arsenio, I would have said you know I I would probably just pick that just because of that. But yeah, that's a tough one. And I think I, and I think your answer goes with the fact that going Arsenio, we understand how strong Arsenio Hall's show was, and going mm-hmm. on there just enhance what what you had going on, you know, what you would have had going on. So I, I definitely dig your answer on that. 
Um, and, and that's a solid one, um, you know, without question. So that, that I mean, just listening to the track and listening to some of your knowledge of the business and, and what you want to do leads me to my next question. What legacy do you want to leave, you know what I'm saying, with your music? We know it's going to be in the time capsule. We know it's going to live on for generation and generation. What message do you want to leave through yeah. your music? Um, the message is that just be just be true. Like stop. I feel like sometimes, like an artist, we're not true with our music. Like people can learn off of your experience. You know, just be basically just be yourself. Be the artist that you want to be. Don't let nobody tell you what you should write, you should sing, because you're not gonna be authentic. You're not gonna last long like that. You know, just be true to yourself, even. And I think about Whitney, and uh, I was watching a documentary how Whitney wanted to do quote-unquote black music, but they kept telling her to do this pop music, and I want to dance to somebody. Even though it was hit, she didn't want to do that, and she was unhappy. You could tell, like, everybody, she was like a puppet. And I would tell artists, like, my message is that when you listen to my music, it's real, it's me, it's authentic. So whatever music that you're doing, be authentic in your music. Whatever, you know, whatever you're going through in life, just, just... Write down your music, and I think people you get a strong set for uh, a fan base and a following based on you being your authentic self. Dope answer, another dope answer. I, I can't even follow that up, so I'm gonna take it back to my man, some guy named Jay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, uh, like I said, if anybody wants to chime in, just give us a call 929 477 3872, and then press one. We'll bring you on. I know a lot of y'all like to listen. But that's not what this is for. This is a meet and greet. You know, this ain't a this ain't a listen to Ebony talk. I mean, it is. We're listening to her, but the pro, the purpose of the digital meet and greet is to meet and greet. You know, say hey, I hey, I'm a DJ. Uh, Ebony, can you do some drops for me? Can you do some drops for the station? Uh, I'll say, can you give me some exclusive? This is what it's for. Uh, hey, Ebony, you know, I'm a uh, I'm a singer as well, and I'd like to you know collaborate with you on a on a track. That's what that's what it's here for. Uh hey Ebony, uh you know I um I make I make women's I make I make clothes, you know, I want you to mock wear I want you to wear something that I got on, you know, one of my clothes. Hey, I wear it, you know, sponsorship, boom, that's what it's for. All right? We're connecting people. It's a meet and greet. So give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and then press one. We'll bring you on. If you're streaming from your phone already, all you have to do is just press one. We'll bring you on. Uh, J.O., J.O., well, before I pass the mic back to J.T., we've got J.O. and J.T. and some guy named Jay. Uh, before I pass the mic to J.T., J.O., I know you, since you yeah. have more knowledge on Ebony Archer right now, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Now, I know you're saving the big stuff for your podcast. I know, I know you want, once she's on your show, you'll save the big stuff. But, I mean, is there anything else you want to Say to her because I know you. You know you're an artist as well. You know you maybe yeah, um, the two of you can get together. I got a question about like I want to send it back because I feel like it's very important because nowadays you don't hear about like a lot of black people growing up with their with their families. So can you tell me the? Can you explain to the people that listening the importance of like black support as a whole? Well, you know when you look at not to be all preachy, but when you look at the black community. You know, when I we go back, my grandparents' time, right? 
black families, that was the norm, to have a mother and a father, and they both come together as one. The mother take care of the kids. The men went out there and worked, and they raised their children. But as times go on, that family dynamic was broken because of the media. Now you got single family members, and then you got a, a, a parent homes, and the father's going to jail, they go on drugs, and now young people don't want to get married no more. So it's just like the media, and I just feel that because the media and society has torn the black family, especially in our communities. You know, young people don't want to get married no more. They don't see the value in family. And so family is very important because as a child, your family dynamic affects you growing up. And a lot of times adults, you know, act out because they still haven't dealt with what happened in their childhood. So family is very important. Like I said, if I didn't have God, if I didn't have my parents, you know, I had my siblings were close. If I didn't have my grandparents, like if I didn't have a strong family dynamic, you know, it would definitely change my perception on things. Um, but that's very important because, like I said, it a lot of times we're affected by what in our childhood, and a lot of adults, they go throughout life without dealing with it, you know, what happened because of their family dynamic. So it's very, it's very important. But I just feel like families, especially in the black communities, is just not as seen as valuable no more just because society says who needs to be married, who needs to have family, you know. It's just like, oh, well, we can, you know, when you look at marriages now, 80%, half of them end up in divorce. So I think people just don't understand the concept of marriage or having a strong family dynamic. I just feel like it's just been thrown on the wayside of it as well. Oh, yeah. And the last thing I was going to say, if you had a choice between, like, two major TV shows, what would you do and why? Um, would it be America's Got Talent or American Idol? Uh, American Idol, I just, I don't, I'm not into that no more. I just feel like they just... Totally one left. It hasn't been the same since Simon and Brandy and Paula went off. Yeah. I stopped watching it. Like maybe I think after the I haven't watched it. So I probably go America's Got Talent just to see what they got going over there because I gave them American Idol a long time ago. <laughs> I, I want to harp. I want to harp on that before he passes, JT. I feel like with that problem, it's the same thing with Saturday Night Live. I think because back then. Them type shows are actually producing stars like Ruben Studdard, Carrie Underwood, and, and like Saturday Night Live, they were producing Eddie Murphy, Will Ferrell. And I feel like that's the problem now with the with the TV shows. They're not producing stars because I feel like they don't, like you said about artists, they don't care about development. It's all about the look at the current moment. And just like, I feel like with having people on the show, I feel like it's a money thing versus a development thing when it, when it comes to them type of shows. Yeah. And then even top it off, Kelly Clarkson, you know, she was the first winner of it. And she just got out her contract was like maybe a year, two years ago, and now she can do the music that she wants. And so mm. I was thinking about what she said, like, man, do I actually want to be a prisoner? Like, I can't put out what I want. I got to do what the label says. You know, she was on that pop, but really she's a soul singer. You could tell the way she sings. Like, the, what she was putting out at that time, she could sing it, but it wasn't her. Now she put out music that she wants to I'm like, man, she what, 10-year contract? I see she was a prisoner for 10 years, and now she can do mm-hmm. what she want to do. So I, is that really worth going through all that just so you can say you can be famous? You know, you got to think about that, too. You know, they don't tell you everything when you go on the show. <laughs> it looks good until you're actually in it. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I also want to say that uh, if you're streaming from an app, 
or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. We're talking to Ebony Archer, a.k.a. The Ebonizer. And uh, we got host JT on the line. If you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press 1. And we'll bring you on. All right, JT, we pass the mic back to you. Uh, Ebony, let me ask you this: When we get to the when we talk about the men of R and B, who in your mind um, would you say is the king of R and B in your opinion? I know it's been many things thrown out there, but who in your mind um, is is that guy in, on the R and B side of things? If you talk about R and B, despite you know, I'm not talking about personally what's going on. You gotta get to R Kelly. You know, the, we're not talking about. What what's going on now? Well, you gotta get to R. Kelly. Kelly is the king of R and B. There's no is no question about uh, R. R. Kelly. When I think of R and B, I think of R. Kelly. Like there is no you know, and unfortunately, because the choice that he made, you know, it's it's unfortunate, you know, because he had this legacy of a career. I mean, R. Kelly not only wrote hits for himself, you know, he artists that he wrote hits for. You can't take that away from him. You know, um, so it's R. Kelly all day. There's not even a question about that. No question. So I actually, you, you know, there was a backstory as to why I asked you that because Whitney's one of your favorite artists, and Whitney said mm-hmm. on record that Bobby Brown was the king of R&B. Nah, nah. <laughs> and I, nobody's confirmed that, nor been able to verify that. No matter how many times I put that question out, it's always something different. Um, I, I too, you know, R. Kelly's a genius, and um, it's unfortunate that a lot of the geniuses in our in our in our lifetime uh, come with some problems on you know on their table or you know their things and decisions in their life. Um, and that goes into me asking you, how important is it as an artist to also go about things the right way? Because you know you got people listening to your music and looking at you and and and, and following what you're doing. So in these times of technology. How do you handle that? You know what I'm saying? Um, because I know you got people that listen to your, that listen to your music, excuse me, and you know the whole follow and the DMs and all of that. How do you go about handling that process? It's weird because people want to be now because everything's out of open, out in the open. I think uh, people, um, I don't know, people just want to be all about your in in, the, in your business. And I feel like it takes the wonder out the artist. You know, back then, like, before social media, you wonder, like, I wonder what this artist is. It gave this whole mystery to the artist that makes you want to come to the concert because that's the only time you'll actually see them is when you come to their shows. Now I feel like artists give out too much because we feel like we have to. Like, you know, it's like, man, if we feel like we don't put our business out there, we lose followers. But I feel like it takes the mystery out of the artist, you know, because if you give me everything online, why, 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 you know, why should I come pay a ticket to see you, you know? So it's just different. I just feel like you got to know what to put out. You know, there's nothing wrong with sharing moments every here now and then, but I just feel like you got to be careful. But now people just bust the people out on social media. It's crazy. It's like you never get used to it, you know, and then <laughs> – 
it's like crazy. It's just been like the things I've been seeing over the past like two or three years. I've been like, man, like social media is a blessing, a curse. It's a blessing because we've been able to connect with people that we wouldn't have had a chance to connect with. Well, the flip side of that is like our lives is, is more exposed. And it's like, how do you control that? You know, so it's just basically try error. I think it's something that you steadily have to get used to. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely different. Um, so as far as, te- doing- as far as technology, as far as technology, what would be one thing technical that you could definitely live without? You know, as man, far as you technology. know what? <laughs> I said, you know, everybody been in trouble cell phones. So I'm like, skip that. I'm gonna bring the pager back. <laughs> I remember my dad had the pager. Yeah. And somebody used to page up. I said, man, everybody get in trouble with these texts, everything. I'm gonna bring back the pager. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. That's a good uh, one. I hadn't heard that that answer. Yeah, yeah that'll be the page of uh, page. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. what's the biggest phone, in your in your mind? <laughs> what's the biggest challenge that um you faced as an artist um thus far that you you've been able to to make the adjustment on and have gotten a lot better at? Um. Just like, you know, just being consistent on social media, as we talk about social media, uh, it's actually a lot of work, you know, building your followers organically. I'm not talking about like a lot of people buying followers and all of that. To actually build up a fan base on social media, because, and then it's like, it's always been social media platforms. Child. Um, uh, Being consistent on social media and just, you know, building up your fans and followers. So that's definitely always a challenge of doing that. The most I'll say that's been the most challenging and I'm still working on it. No doubt. Um that is a lot of work and um it takes a lot of man hours in order to really build mm-hmm. that the right way. So um you going about it the right way is definitely gonna pay off and um uh, be everything that you need it to be, um, where it pertains to that. Um Outside of that is 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 what you do as an artist, the, the the work and the labor and the things that you put into it, the man hours that people don't see. That's that's where you win come in at. That's how you you know what I'm saying, you build and you know what you're putting in, so that's why, you know what I'm saying, you're able to go about it the way that you go about it. You know, as far as when it's out there you got a chance to do live shows or you know, what what do you what is that feeling like? Um, hearing your song, like when you, you know, your YouTube and or or somebody say, hey, I listened to your song and your song inspired me, or you know, I really like that beat, or I really love what you, you know, what you sung about, or I really got what you said. How does that make you feel inside when when somebody approaches you like that? It makes you feel good, like knowing that you're doing something right. You know, I'm um, think when you put music out there, you definitely want to make sure that people vibe to it. You know, people been touched by it or can relate to it. And so when you have people like, man, I really enjoy that record. Man, I love that song. Oh, man, I went through the same thing. I can relate. It's, as a songwriter, it's like, man, okay, I actually wrote something that people can relate to. And as a singer, and knowing people that love the record, it's like, man, okay, it just motivates you to keep doing what you're doing. So it's definitely a good feeling. No doubt. That, that, that's definitely dope. Um, so when I think about that, when you organically you hear your 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 song and the people's reaction to it, what is one thing that you can think of 
that you know uh, that you you found in your music that that inspired you or motivated you. You know what I'm saying? After you wrote something, you go back over it and you you know what I'm saying and, and you put it all together. What is the song of yours that it really touched you? You know what I'm saying on a personal level. So it's a lot of songs on this album that uh, that touches me, um, and uh, it's, um, it's 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 funny because when you write a record, you record it, you really don't know how it's gonna turn out to after it's mixed and mastered, and so. Sometimes I shock my own self, like, man, did I write that? That that actually came out good. Because you know how you write songs and record it? You don't really sometimes know how it's going to come out until it's actually finished. And so just off this record, I think I'm I'm surprised. A lot of people, I surprised myself about some of the songs that's on there. And so it's just, just, again, it's a great feeling knowing that you write something. And then once you hear the finished product, like, man, that actually turned out right turn out good you know so it's definitely like for me i'm just like this whole album i'm feeling good about and i know that um yeah i know i know that people gonna actually like enjoy the music that's about to come out too so yes indeed very a lot of excitement uh i can feel around that let me ask you this for the fans that are out there listening what is something about you that fans wouldn't know but would be surprised to, to know about you A lot of people don't know That I rap too <laughs> People that on. know me know me Yeah No I used to do Like a okay. spoken word And I actually write Rap and Things okay. like that uh, So a lot of people Don't know that But they will know When they listen to this album So because people So used to me singing All the time um, yeah. That they realize Man Oh she got some She got a few bars You know I tell people, don't let this R&B fool you like I'll have bars. <laughs> you got to be multi-talented. Is that, how, uh, is that how you got the nickname? Yeah. Or how did you get the nickname? You know what? People, like, people always call me and say, can you do backgrounds? Like, everybody always when me to do their background vocals. Like, you got to be on my song. Can you be featured? They say, we need you to ebonize it. So I'm like, uh-uh. And people say, yeah, I need you to ebonize it. So, it just came like you know what I'm just the ebonizer then let's just let's just man y'all gave me the name let's just run with it you know so we need a trademark it that's right girl no. child yeah trademark put it in boy um mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because next time next time we do a freestyle show I'm gonna have you on see that be like <laughs> yeah you ain't even gonna see this coming you ain't even gonna see this coming because you just gonna think that. She's just a singer, and she's going to drop 16 bars on Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> That's what's up. Jay, I'll kick it back to you, man. What we got going on? Oh, yes. Well, let's see what we got going on. Let's, let's, uh, we got we to gotta culminize it, culminize the phone lines. Uh, if you're streaming from whoever that what, ah, screw it. If you're whoever... Listen, just call in. The phone number is 929-477-3872, and then press 1. We'll bring you on. Uh, if you're streaming from your phone already, just press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to the Ebenizer, Ebony Archer. Um, you know, so don't be shy. This is what it's for. You know, it's for us to connect, meet and greet, 
connect with other artists. So don't miss out on these opportunities, you know. Uh, and for anybody that wants Ebony on your platforms, uh, and you you may be caught up and not able to, you know, or if you listen on a replay or something like that, I'm still going to connect you. But it's just best to call in and do it live, you know, because uh, do a while is hot. Tricolor Iron is hot, you know. And, uh, and let Ebony know that y'all out there checking her out. You know, a lot of y'all check people out. That's one thing I don't I don't like about our, our people. You know, we... You know, we, uh, it's like that social proof is important. You know, people, nobody wants to eat at an empty restaurant. You got to, people want to see other people, you know, fucking with you. So don't, you know, I know a lot of people fuck with, you know, the music, but they don't say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say, hey, I'm bumping that Ebony right now. You know, like Mr. Randy Coxton called in and said, hey, I checked you out, you know, so I called up. You know, don't be afraid. Do that. You know, don't, don't. You know, don't just be bobbing your head to your, you know, on your on your own time, and then don't know. Let let Ebony know that you're checking her out because you, you, you may not know. You know. Oh yes, oh yeah. Um. Well, Ebonizer. Hello. I'm here. Hello. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about during this digital meet and greet that you would like the listeners to know, you know, any kind of topic or anything about yourself that you would like to avail or let people know that we haven't touched on yet? Yeah, um, so I'm writing the book. It's called Ebonize Me, so it's just this whole theme, Ebonize. I think I, I got it to a point you know, in my life where, you know how you get to the point where you, you just know you know, you're securing yourself, you know, what you want in life, and you got a whole new, clear direction. That's where I am, and I decided to write about it in this book. I write about my journey in becoming who I am now and where I'm about to go and who I'm about to become. And so I am writing a book. So, you know, on, in January, people are going to get, a triple threat. They're going to get the book, they're going to get the album, and they're going to get the visuals. So um, I'm very excited for this project, you know, and, uh, yeah, so definitely looking out for that as well. Um, I got a big announcement coming soon for all, like, the content creators and everybody that, like, if you're an artist looking to place your music videos, a content creator that does films and everything like that, I am going to make a, a big announcement in August. Uh, soon. So I got something, you know, coming up. I feel like we got it. If nobody's going to give us a platform, we got to give our own stuff a platform. So I do have a, some, uh, a big announcement that I'm dropping in August as well. Good, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that announcement, seeing what that platform is, you know. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, most definitely. Exactly. Uh, Ebony, I want to ask you something more on a business tip. Uh, it may be a little personal. If it's something you don't want to answer, that's fine, but I just want to ask you anyway. When it comes to you as an artist, uh, the different revenue streams to monetize your music, what actually does the best uh, for you? Is it streaming? Is it digital downloads? Is it merchandise? Is it money from shows? And I'm not talking about in general. I'm not talking about what other artists that what does well for them. I'm talking about for you as an artist. What is most of your uh, 
you know, what what is the most what what makes the most money as far as the different revenue streams as an artist for you? If you don't uh, mind answering well, that. Well, for me, you know, I got different businesses. Uh, yeah. So I got other talents. So I have uh, one of my companies. I have a web and app development company, uh, which is my bread and butter because I always have someone that need an app or website. Um, and I started that because I was an artist and I need a web a website and an app myself. And so um, that's just my bread and butter because unfortunately. Even with the state, even before COVID, the music industry have been the same. Have been the same because with streaming, we only get cents per per stream. We don't only get a full dollar. We get cents per stream, and YouTube is not paying like they used to. So now it's like, man, where we was making money with CDs, nobody buying CDs no more. People ba- ba- barely download it. They stream it. So we're really not making money unless we get a whole bunch of people to stream that album. Right, but we're really not making money because we only get cents per stream. So now, for me, as far as like the artist standpoint, most of my money comes from comes from shows. Most of my money comes from uh, merchandise. If I get endorsements, that's where that's coming. And so, outside of the music, I had to generate other streams of income into that, so I'd be able to afford it because music is expensive. Like by the time you know, I got my own studio, so I cut that cut that expense out, but by the time you pay the studio, the engineer, you got paid to market, you got to pay this person, pay that person. It's like, man, I need to generate other forms of income. If you look at all these celebrities, they just not doing music. They're doing other things. They create other businesses. Like Jay-Z, he's invested in real estate. He got this, he got that. So as an artist, you definitely got to create sources of income outside of the music to be able to fund your music. Other than that, if you just depend on music to fund everything, you know, it's just going to be hard. Especially now, as artists, we can't perform right now. Everything is standstill. So you just definitely got to be creative and think of ways outside other music to create that streams of income so you can afford to fund, put that money back into your career. Because, trust me, if you ain't got no money, your career ain't going nowhere. So sit there. You're definitely going to need some money. <laughs> To invest back exactly. in the career. So, yeah, most definitely. Oh yeah, you're right. It takes money to make money. Yeah, you know, and you got to, and you have to constantly scale your business too. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take that money that you earn from other revenue streams, and reinvest it. So for everybody that's listening, that's uh, in the same position, take heed. Do that. You know, take the money that you earn. And then turn around and, and pay for a PR campaign with me and stuff like that, or uh, you know, pay for some different types of beats, or pay for a, you know a guest verse from from a well-known artist, you know, so you can get their fan base. You know, you gotta put the money back into you, back back into your stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Oh yes, truly, truly. Um, well, the phone lines it seems like people just want to listen more than um you know, call in and talk to you, unfortunately, right now. That's not unfortunate. People are listening, so they're hearing you. So, you know, I guess some people are like, well, I don't really have to say. I just want to, you know, hear what you got to talk about. That's cool. That's cool, too. That's cool, too. But it's not. It's never too late. If y'all want to jump on before we wrap it up, feel free to do so. Uh, again, that phone number is 929-477-3872. And then press 1, because I know a lot of y'all are listening from apps and 
you know, links and stuff like that, and you don't see the number on there, so I had to, you know, shout it out for you. Again, that number is 929-477-3872, and then press 1. And if you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press 1. It will bring you on. We're talking to Ebony Archer, the Ebonizer. We're going to Ebonize it uh, before we wrap it up. Um, and definitely, Ebonizer, shout your links out again for us. For the new people that yeah. may have tuned in. You listening right now, you can definitely go to my website, I'm the ebonizer.com. You can follow me on all my social media. So where you're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram. You can follow me um at the at I'm the Ebonizer. Um as well. Make sure you cop my single goodbye. It's available everywhere. All your streaming platforms, all your digital platforms. Anyway, you buy music, make sure you definitely cop that single Ebony Archer. Goodbye. Definitely, definitely. <clears throat> All right. Let me pass the mic back to JT. Well, I definitely um, look forward to having you on um, the Big Woo Radio platform as well as um, a few other platforms um, that I have. Uh, resources too because um we need we need to hear uh more of you and and really build up the anticipation for the um the album when it drops um you got a strong single this this that's gonna definitely um impact everybody to hear it and uh, we need to continue the momentum on that so we're definitely gonna set some things up you know what I'm saying okay. to um, have you on other platforms uh, I'm excited about that um you know, is there anything else that you want to say as far as um, any any of your fans that's listening or, you know, an artist in general, where it pertains to the work that's going to go into what you're going to put out, being the triple threat, being the ebonizer, you know, speak to the work ethic that goes into, you know what I'm saying, what you're going to put out, you know what I'm saying, later on this year. Yeah, I just say, you know, as far as if you want to be successful in anything, whereas music or anything that you want to do, it's going to take faith, hard work, determination, consistency. You got to have faith. You got to believe in yourself that, you know, despite all the naysayers or people that say you can't do it, if you believe and have faith within yourself, then you can. Uh, you got to work hard. You know, you can't be lazy. You know, a lot of people want popcorn success. They want that to happen overnight. But unfortunately, this is not an overnight thing. Even when you think artists pop up overnight, they didn't. It's a long backstory of how they became to be. So you definitely got to work hard. You got to be determined. Like, you know, you can't give up just because something don't go your way. Something don't go how you supposed, you know, how you think it's supposed to go or go the way you plan. You just got to be determined and still uh, trust through it. But you got to be consistent, though. Be consistent. Like always putting out music, stay in the studio, always be marketing, always be networking, always be connecting, always be saving up money to invest, always invest it to yourself. Like you got to be consistent in everything that you do. If you want to be a well-known artist, you want to be a famous artist, successful artist, then you got to be consistent at it. If you're not consistent, then people are not going to take you seriously. So you definitely want to have faith, you want to work hard, be determined, and definitely be consistent in everything that you do. And she just dropped a wealth of knowledge and facts, you know what I'm saying, about how to be successful and, and what you need to do. Um, consistency is definitely uh, 
important. Let me ask you this. Um, let's let's think that the pandemic has already passed and not in effect. Where is someone somewhere that you would like to travel to and perform? You know what I'm saying as well. Oh man, there's so many places. Um, I would definitely would love to go to the UK. Definitely, I always wanted to go perform there um, and perform. Um, definitely want to go back to New York. You know, I just want to. I just. I think after this, I'm just going to take a traveling spree. <laughs> I go, you know, no can't go anywhere. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go and I go travel and just perform because I miss it. I definitely miss being a role, going out performing and just being out with the people. So I definitely miss that. So I'm I'm glad when Corona can sit down somewhere so I can get back to it. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Um, that's amazing within itself, and there's so many beautiful places and and and. and you know, where you could go and just really mm-hmm. create a, 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 an amazing uh, night of music and performance. And I know that that's something that, um, you know, you aspire to do. So when that day comes, you know what I'm saying, always come back to this particular digital meet and greet because we claimed it, we said it, we embraced it. And you're going to be, yeah. you know, internationally, you know what I'm saying, all over the place and really doing your thing. And, and we look forward to seeing that because that's the one thing that we don't do enough of in our culture is encouraging uplift one another. You know what I'm saying? See that hey, you know what? She she got it. She got that it factor and she's gonna she's gonna do something, you know, with that. And on the strength of that, why is it um that it seems like it's hard at times for people to get they just do, you know what I'm saying, or say to give your flowers while you still, you know what I'm saying, living and breathing. Why is that such a a hard thing to do for some people, in your opinion. Because we don't appreciate somebody until they're gone. We we forget that one day each of us have to leave here one day. And, you know, we be so consumed and busy what we got going on that the person that we think is going to be for always leaves, they're like, man, dead. Because when somebody's gone, you don't really know how much they press and impact their life until they're gone. And then you realize, man, like you took it for granted. So that's why I think people just – we take people for granted. We take people the things that people do for us for granted. And so once they're gone, we realize, like, man, they was really, like, it's like people saying forget. So that's why I said, man, like, all your loved ones, your families, whatever, like, make sure they know they appreciate you because once they're gone, they're gone. You can't tell them no more, you know. So, yeah, I just think that we just get so caught up that we forget. That's all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I ask this a lot in interviews, and I'm gonna ask you. And I know you're gonna have a dope answer for me. Between these two people, if they, <laughs> if you could pick one of these people to produce a song and write a song for you, who would you pick and why? Prince or Michael Jackson? Oh, why? Why? <laughs> why do you have to do this to me? And I just figured, you know what? I said, I bet you going to ask me that. I bet you. I just had a feeling. Because um, somebody asked me this the other day. Now, just background, Prince played yeah. 16 instruments. 16 instruments. Instruments that I never heard yeah. of. I was actually read up on them, and, you know, when he passed away a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, I knew he was multi-talented, but I never knew he was talented. 
Uh, Michael Jackson actually produced a lot of people records. People don't know that. He wrote a lot of songs, a lot of artists. Yeah. Um, that's hard. That's really hard. I couldn't even, I have to throw, whoever, whoever I got to first. <laughs> whoever I got to first. So if Michael Jackson came up to you wow. first, I would do a record with him. Prince did it because this is like, it, that's hard because they was equally talented, you know. And they respect, but they was different. They had different styles, but they was equally talented. So, to me, it was like whoever I got to first, I'll answer like that. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like I like that. And so, because you answered that so magically and, and wise, I'm gonna give you an easier one. You can pick one of these two, one of these two guys to do a feature on your album. Who would you pick between in these two different genres? But I just want to know where you're at. Would you go with LL Cool J or would you go with Jamie Foxx? It depends on what type of song I'm doing. It depends what type of song. Um, if it's like a Shea R&B record, you know, we try to get people in their feelings, you know what I'm saying? Then um, I'll go with Jamie because I love Jamie's voice. But if I'm on my little hardcore, not too hardcore, but if I'm, you know, it's a little, you know, because with LL Cool J, he got that old school flow. So if I was doing like an old school throwback type of record, then I have an LL Cool J. So for me, this really depends on what song I'm doing, you know, at that point. But, yeah, I love, I like both of them. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you have had two questions that you have wisely slid out of. So because you're the triple threat, I gotta give you I gotta give you one last one. Going and saying with features, if you pick if you had to pick between these one of these two artists, who would you choose to work with on a song that you know is gonna go international? Would you pick Wale or would you pick J. Cole? If you t- J. Cole is more conscious. Wale is more radio. What I want to say. I, not saying that J. Cole is not radio. What I'm trying to say. J. Cole is more, for his records, he's more like he's spitting knowledge. If you're talking about straight, like, we just want to take this to the radio and make a big record and stuff like that, then Wale might be the better choice as far as that. But if I want to make okay. some serious look, classic stuff, then I'm going to hit up J. Cole. So if you're talking about an international record, we just want to do a club record, then it'll be Wale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Love the way you answer those questions. So on the strength of that, I'm going to take it back to my man, some guy named Jay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, hold on. Am I muted? Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yes. Um... Well, somebody inboxed me said they want to jump on right quick, as, as, right as we're about to wrap it up. So go on ahead and do so. Uh, again, that number is 929-477-3872, and then press 1. We're not going to wait for you, so you just better jump on in. <laughs> we ain't going to wait for you to dial the number and all that because uh, we're about to wrap it up. I, I, we definitely had a great time with you. Ebenezer, you know, um, 
you know, always always a pleasure. Uh, hmm, let me hey, see. What, what can I ask you? Oh, go ahead, JT. While you bring while you brainstorming, I got a question for the Ebonizer. Um, how would you finish this phrase? If Black Lives Matter, why does it not why does it not matter to Black people? Do repeat that. If Black Lives <laughs> Matter, then why do why does it seem as though at times Black Lives doesn't matter to Black people? said, why does it seem, because you broke up, I think. Yeah, why does it seem like at times, we, we holler and we shout Black Lives Matter, but why does it at times, it doesn't seem that we don't even value that, you know what I'm saying, as far as our own lives? Because it's mental, does this go back, it's mental slavery. We condition ourselves, our minds is, how can I say this, without going too deep, we are in mental slavery. Right, because we're still asking the quote unquote white man to value our lives. Think about it. We're asking them for permission <laughs> to value lives that God, something that God has given us. You know, we 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 we're marching, we're protesting, but but I say we don't, we're not unified in what we are doing because we're still enslaved mentally. And when you actually think about it, you know, when we look at Congress and we look at the, the, the amount of teachers that we have, we look at these major corporations, we don't own anything. So for that, if our lives truly matter, then let's come together, let's own some businesses. Let's start recycling money back into our community. Let's start buying our, our blocks back. You know, then we can actually get out this quote-unquote slavery. But if we don't own anything and we don't change our mindset, then how can we say our lives matter but we're not taking the actions to tell people to state that we matter to our own selves. We got to start That's asking right, people. Girl. Child. Start asking people, you know, uh, man, our lives matter. What are we proving? Because we haven't proved that to ourselves yet, that we matter. You know, we, we out here protesting, but we, we still are doing things for ourselves. We're not trying to educate ourselves. We're not trying to build better lives for ourselves, but yet we're trying to ask somebody else for permission to let them know that our lives matter. It doesn't make sense. So because of that, we're still where we is today, Asking people and telling people, yeah, our lives matter too. But we already knew that within ourselves, we didn't have, we wouldn't be in this position in the first place. So that's why we oh. just still, I meant we oh. out there mentally. <laughs> oh, oh. Cool. oh, yeah, Jay, Jay, you ready? hold on. Yeah, I want to say something right quick before you uh, answer the follow up. Hold that thought. I just want to, I want to add on to that too. Uh, I just made a post uh, on Money Monday at Blacktopia, the Blacktopia Facebook group. Uh, y'all check that out if you're not, you know, check it out. Um, and, and one of the posts I said on Money Monday is if you had $5,000, where would you spend it? Everybody just named about Walmart, Lowe's, all that shit. Nobody's even thinking, like, how can we circulate that money? Like, I mean, our first thought is Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot. Like, we don't think no black shit. We, we, it's almost like it's almost like we can't even think that way. And then earlier today, I saw someone make a post say, "I'm done." Uh, it was a black woman saying that, uh, "Oh, I tried to support black-owned businesses, but I just can't. You know, uh, I'm done with y'all." Da da da. And I'm like, "You look, you have one bad experience, one or two bad experiences with a black-owned businesses, and our own people. We want to swear off black-owned businesses. Like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But they can." 
kill us in Walmart, and that actually happened. You could you could shoot and kill us in Walmart, and we'll still go. Like we're we're not even thinking about building our own sandbox. We want to continue to play in theirs, and that's I I, I just it, it's it's almost it's it's very like it's almost like uh you it's almost tr- explaining something that's just so abstract to black people and and black people believe in abstract concepts because we you know we we praise god i'm not saying that god don't exist but i'm saying you we can't see him but we know he's there and we praise him but but economic empowerment for our people that's like that it's like we're saying aliens exist or so it's like it's like they can't wrap their mind around you know what i'm saying what you, you, you know what i'm saying that's what you're saying I, I, I told people this when they want to crack down black businesses on my personal service. And I said, let me, think, let, me, let me shed some light. Most of you guys don't want to play black businesses what they were. Y'all come to the black businesses because you think black owned, we're going to give you a discount for the services. Then we do discount you. You are, excuse, you are a client from hell. And I know this personally. Come a client from hell. You don't respect the business hours. I said, we go to Walmart. They're they out from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You got to go there and do what you need to do, ask questions. If they close, you can't answer them. As far as black businesses, we don't respect black business owners. And then we go down on them. And I say, of course, I'm not going to have the same resources like a Walmart because I'm not a corporation. Sometimes a lot of these black business owners, they are the customer service department, and they are the ones doing the service. So I people, we are so hard on ourselves, and yet we go run to the corporations, don't care nothing about us, Right. They'll sometimes it takes them three or five, seven business days just to get back to us. So I just think that we don't respect business owners because we expect so much out of them, and we wanna don't want to pay them what they were and want to stress them out. So it's just that I don't know. When it comes to our people, we just go down on our own so bad, and we don't take that into consideration. Like man, we don't have the resources to have a customer service department, or you know, oh I had a bad experience. So instead of saying that. Just say, hey, you know what? Uh, my my suggestion. This is how you can make your customers experience better. Like, make them better. Don't try to down them. You know. So I just think that when it comes to ourselves, like I said, we just I, I don't know. We just hard on ourselves. You know. But yet we'll go run to a corporation, give them our money. I just don't understand it. But yet Black Lives Matter. You know. So it's just we contradict ourselves in a whole bunch of ways. It's just crazy to me. Uh, I definitely agree. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's definitely. JT, I know you had a follow-up question. My bad. I, I just had to jump in and get that in there right quick. Oh, man. Oh, that was dope. Oh, I mean, it was something that needed to be spoken on. Yeah, true indeed. We got, we got another caller. Let's go ahead and take this call. Caller in the two five six four one seven. You're on the air. Who is this? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You can hear me. This is Ned. Hello, everybody. Ned, hey, how, you how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. This is Ned Peel. I'm on. Ned Peel. Ned Peel. Thank you for calling. Good to hear you. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. I missed a lot. I missed a lot, but um, wow. 
I'm glad to hear um, Blacktopia is taking off. Like, I'm, I love listening to every um, conversation that you guys have. I'm really inspired. I just wanted to say congratulations to Miss Ebony doing your thing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate that, Queen. Thank you, Queen. That's all I wanted to say. And shout out to Blacktopia. Keep doing what you're doing. Definitely. Net Peel, thank you for calling in. Thank you for the shout out. Definitely check out Ebony's music, too. Ebony, tell her yes. how you can get in touch. I mean, how you can check out the music. Yeah. Yeah, so you can definitely cop my single. It's oh, goodbye. All major streaming platforms, it's everywhere you buy music, listen to music. Um, you can follow me on my social media, too, at I'm the Ebonizer on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you have. You know, you're on social media as well. Or check me out my website, I'm the Ebonizer.com. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. Oh, Annette, this is the digital meet and greet right here. Uh, this is where we meet and connect with different uh, people. Uh, we unfortunately don't do the Blacktopia radio show uh, at the moment anymore. That was a different uh, program. But, uh, but yeah, I, I guess uh, you know how Steve Harvey and Nick Cannon and Ryan Seacrest, they host a bunch of different shows. Well, you know, me and JT, we host a bunch of different shows. And so people just get them all mixed up. Somebody might call in and be like, hey, man, I love the elite life. I love it. No, this is not the elite life. It's the meet and greet. But uh, definitely, I know you see JT on here. So, yeah. But that, that, I understand what you're saying, though. I, thank you, uh, Nett, for calling in and showing you love and support. Definitely, definitely. Anytime. Anytime. Appreciate it. Uh, Ebony, uh, we're about to wrap up in a minute. Is there anything you want to, anything else you want to share or anything else you want to, you know, anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap this up? Yeah, just, you know, keep following me on my social media platforms. At I'm the Ebonizer. Like I said, I'm dropping visuals uh, consistently. You know, I'm dropping tidbits of when I'm in the studio. Um, you're going to see 2021 is about to be – 2020 was a little bit special. So, um, but that's okay. We're going to come back stronger in 2021. 2021 is going to be a big year. So, yeah, definitely keep checking me out. And, um, yeah, just stay tuned. Definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, JT, is there anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Just uh, finish up the connections. Um, look forward to having you on Big Woo, Big Woo Radio soon. Also look forward to having you on a guest on my show, the Elite Life Show that you can catch on the TNE Network. Look forward to that and everything that you got coming. I look forward to it as well, Ebony. Much, much, much success to you. Appreciate you. No problem. I definitely appreciate the opportunity and the connection. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, that's that's it for the digital meet and greet for all y'all that didn't call in because you're too scared. Uh, if, if there ain't, if you want to connect and do business with the Ebenizer, definitely hit me up info at themediablast.net. We'll make that happen. We'll get you on the blog, get it on the on your blogs or on your uh, whatever you got going on podcast. Da da da. We'll, we'll set that up. We got a lot more things coming up with Ebony Archer in the future. Uh, you can also stream her music on the Blacktopia mobile app as well. Uh, 
check her out on all media, all uh, platforms, Spotify, Tidal, iTunes, you know, anywhere you get your music from, go there and get Ebony Archer's music. All right, you don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Good night. Good night. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.